Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your host, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price-dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. All right, so joining us here for the 10 o'clock hour, we have Scott Connor and Frank Scandora. And Frank, I told you, 9 Eastern time, baby. I know. Did you really? Yeah, it's <laughs> fine, though. It's fine. All right, so we have Frank Scandoro, Scott. You just, said, on, you just said nine. Nine I my time. I, that was that – was, We know it's John's fault, Frank. I go by my time, it. too, here in Mountain. It's like my time. Whatever. And uh, Scott's hanging out in a cold basement because he has a tossel cap on, uh, University of Kentucky. What's going on, Scott? What's up, guys? What's up, man? How you been? Good. This is like the sweetest hour to be on right now. That this window, we should see a lot of action. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking the what a did the Niners just basically trade DeForest Buckner to hit the reset button and take Javon Kinlaw? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they did. Exactly. Just so they, can, they can get under the cap. Mm-hmm. It's a good move. I mean, it's hard. It's what good teams will do. All right, guys. So Frank, Broncos are up. They have to go wide receiver, right? Uh, I mean, with with the fact that CD fell there, I would think yeah. I mean, you got Drew Locke, you signed Melvin Gordon, you got Lindsey, you got Royce Freeman, you got Sutton, you got the tight end last year. I think it's, I mean, if you want to compete in that division, you know, with Kansas City and now the Chargers got Herbert, and they got you know offensive weapons over there in in, in Los Angeles now, and the Raiders just took rugs. You know, I, I think if you want to compete, and you're gonna have to put up points in the AFC West and it's a no-brainer to take CD or Judy whichever one they, they like the best I would take CD personally over Judy but we'll see where it goes now for my fourth plug of the night last night we had um Woody Page on and he's very close to the Denver Broncos he said they love Jerry Judy and he said they might want to trade up for him so Scott Judy or Lamb what do you think they do I think Judy fits a lot better with Denver that would be my pick for him Mitch you, you're could, vital to the state of Utah, so you weren't on the show yesterday. It's true. You actually still have to go into the office. What do you think? I mean, I would say Jefferson. No, just kidding. It's going to be Judy. I really think Judy fits what they need. They need a slot receiver, and I think Judy can fit both the outside and the inside. I think he's a great fit there. We have Trader Duck here saying Lamb makes more sense. Nobody asked you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it, it, Great guy, great great insight over there. It's going to be interesting. I, I think both guys are playmakers, really. But I, I, based on what I've heard and you know the information that Dan and I were told yesterday, I do think it's Jerry Judy. Um, we heard the Broncos, they wanted to move up for him. But now at 15, he's still there. You know, Frank, up to this point, so forget about the Broncos. Has anything surprised you through the first 14 picks? Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that Rugs is the only wide receiver to go, you know. Um, I'm surprised that Miami took Tua with all the stuff that we've heard over the last few days about his failed physicals and all that. But, I mean, to to win in the NFL, you have to take a risk. And if you think Tua can make it through and sit this year, maybe even sit this year, if you have to let him sit this year, and you can, he can give you eight to ten years after that, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. As, a, as a, I mean, I understand it. Everybody was talking about how, oh, they passed on Drew Brees with the, the medical and all that, and look what, what happened there. Maybe they, they took Tua, so if Tua becomes you know a Russell Wilson type, they don't look stupid twice. 
maybe to, you know i don't know but it's it's been a wild draft i can tell you that much i love it because the saints sitting at 24 we got a lot of talent still left on this board for us wait you're a saints fan i had no idea yeah <laughs> crazy huh uh, uh scott so we have a comment in the chat sutton cell window has closed how does this impact his dynasty value for you if at all well, let's see if they take Judy or uh, Lamb. That'll change my answer. Judy. Boom. I will say this. I apologize. I blame it on the coronavirus and all this the shit we've been dealing with. That I just looked and you did say nine Eastern. I apologize. <laughs> I don't admit fault. that, Frank. Don't admit I that. Do, I never no, like I to, to say that I was right, but I have to. It's it was it was uh, my bad. I apologize. No, sorry I'm for taking your, your window, Scott, and making you share it now. No, all good, man. I think. Uh, I mean, this is, I think, uh, better for Sultan's value than it would have been if they would have taken Lamb. Um, and they I think. Wait, did ahead. they take Judy? They took, they took Judy. Judy yep. Yeah, they took Judy. I'm, my feed's behind, man. Oh, sorry, Ben. I'm, I'm more shocked. I'm more shocked that the Jets didn't take Lamb. They have to get a tackle to protect Donald. I mean, I they agree. have to protect him. They have are, no one. I mean, we, even the free agents. We already like, don't know how I feel about Donalds. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've said this with other guests that we've had throughout the show, but Frank, I might boot you for that comment. You watch your mouth. <laughs> you ain't booting me. No, you're not going anywhere. And it's funny because whenever I told Scott that he was at 10 o'clock, he said, I better not be sharing this time slot with anybody. And I said, you're not. And then Frank, you jumped on here. Well, you know, shit happens. <laughs> I'm just stirring the pot here. Would, just stirring the pot. Would it be a podcast with me on it if there wasn't some kind of, you know, shit that messed up? No, you're always creating some it issues. Just, yeah, it follows it. me. We, 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 we expect it from you. But, it, Dan, we got to talk to our boy Woody. He said Jerry Judy was the guy. We revealed it first last night, man. He was he was on it. He didn't let us down. And it's the pick that makes sense. Uh, Scott, so you're active on Twitter. You see a lot of people, and I'm not going to throw any, any names under the bus, but people, they say, oh, I have a source, and they're telling me this. What do you think about that? Because I'm I'm the person, and nobody's telling me anything. I have no sources, but I like to wait and let see let, let things happen and see what happens. You know, you have people, they want to break the news, and then they're completely off base. Yeah, I mean, I, I basically say it off Twitter all night. I've been hanging with the uh, Rotoviz crew. Uh, just kind of going through the draft, doing the same thing here and just watching it ourselves and not not getting on Twitter because everybody on Twitter is spoiling the picks. There seems to be if you have enough followers, you're going to get a retweet of what the next pick's going to be. So it just kind of kills the the vibe of watching it live a little bit. But let, mm-hmm. I want to bring up I, Drew Locke, top 15 quarterback in Dynasty, easy at this point. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I hate it, man. But I was trying to lock it, it up. I was buying him when they bought Melvin Gordon and you looked at just the mismatches they would have with Sutton, Fant, and Gordon, three different levels of the field, and now they add Judy to that. I mean, I think they are they are doing everything they can to surround him in the next two years. You're going to get make or break with Drew Locke. But, I mean, at this point, I mean, are you moving him? I, I think it's hard to even put him over someone like Jared Goff at this point. I think he's in the same argument at this, at, at this stage. I mean, same – same discussion. If you just look at maybe the offense isn't as good for Denver, but the weapons, I mean, he's up there with the best of them right now with these weapons. I mean, that that's the biggest mover for me on this deal. I don't think it impacts Sutton all that much. There's still a lot of truthers on Sutton. His value is going to stay where it is, but this mm-hmm. move for Locke is huge. 
I'm so happy I, Scott brought that up. I, I, I think Scott, he's right on like with you. it. All, all John Bauer shares aside, I mean, even Woody Page, who's been covering the Broncos for 20-some years, 30 years last night, we asked him, you know, what do you think of Locke? Is he their quarterback of the future? And he says he's got that it factor. You know, he may not be John Elway, but, you know, he carries himself like a quarterback. He looks like a quarterback around there. So I think they have a good feeling about him in Denver, and they are surrounding him with a lot of talent. All right, Frank, Atlanta, they're on the clock, about four minutes left. I'd be surprised if they don't go defense or offensive line. What are your thoughts? I think you have to go offensive line. Their offensive line last year was not very good. And then you bring in Gurley. You have Julio. You have Calvin. You have an older Matt Ryan. I think it's – you got it. There's just no tackles here at this point, though. I think they go defense. I think they go um, chase on LSU. God, I would hate it. They They know Dallas is interested. The, we're the only team in the NFC South that doesn't draft LSU players, and it boggles my mind. Now, what Tampa- if the Falcons go CD Lamb? I mean, <laughs> Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, but how, what does that do to your Calvin Ridley shares? Um, I don't want to talk about that right now. They're a team that needs defense, though. Scott, I want to agree with Scott again there. You look at their roster. They, got, you know, if that offensive line could just stay healthy, you know, we, we say every other year Matty Ice does well. This is the other year where he should have a good season. They got to get some defense. Well, they, they were they were pretty in. bad till late in the year. Look at the division. You know, they got Brady, Breeze. I mean, I guess Bridgewater in Carolina. You know, but Carolina's got McCaffrey and they got Samuel, Robbie Anderson, and Sutton. I mean, not Sutton. Um, who's the, DJ Moore? You know, so it, they're gonna have to to keep up with teams or try to stop them at least and slow them down in, in certain possessions. I mean, this tackle class was basically four and then none of them, no others should have gone in the first round. So, I mean, they would be really reaching if they took a tackle here and they even took with two the linemen fact, last year. Even with the fact that, that you play in a division with Kamara and CMC, if you want to take a cover linebacker like Patrick Queen, you know, you have Patrick Queen and Deion Jones now and you could be able to put either one of them on one of those running backs and cover them out the backfield. They're both great cover linebackers you yeah. know that could be a place that they, they look at or they quite the frank- the safety from alabama as well quite frankly i want any piece offensively in that division it, it's yeah. just explosive yeah and i'm worried about I think it next year there's going to be a lot of track meets i think and it's one reason so mitch and i we, we've talked about our projections and what we're working on mitch you have calvin ridley and julio jones in the top five right now I, I need to bump it down a little bit. That was just the first run through, but they're super high. Austin Hooper's gone. You don't see Hayden Hurst getting close to the same workload. Um, Todd Gurley is going to get some, but he's not going to get a ton of it. And so it's the main two. And that offense is going to be really good again this year. Julio Jones. I mean, you could put him in the top three almost every year and feel completely fine with it. And we've seen last year from Tampa Bay is you could have two wide receivers from the same team, you know, hanging in there. And I think that could easily be the chance with the line, especially with their defense because their defense is complete crap too. I just, I think the second half of this first round is going to be interesting. And initially we slated to go until 11 o'clock. We're, we're not even halfway through this first round guys. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to be a barn burner. I have my handle of vodka here. So I'm ready to rock and roll. Scott, 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 what are you drinking over there? Anything good? No, I just had a. I've been up since four in the morning, so I just hammered a cup of coffee because I got another couple podcasts to do after this. So, mm. <laughs> yes, wow, just, I, I, just give and I, I thought we were special here, so I get it. I understand. No, you guys are special. <laughs> Come no, on. Just, 
Uh, we, we, had, uh, we, we had Dave right earlier, and I, he said, oh, I was on another show earlier. I said, oh, great. We, we get your sloppy seconds. <laughs> oh, here we go. Come on. Atlanta. I will say this, John. Being a good podcast, so somebody would have sent a message out about 802 when I wasn't here. Just saying. <laughs> Corner. You, Just saying. You text uh-huh. me. You messaged you me at 812 it, Eastern and said, I'll see you boys at 9. Right, I 9 mean. my time, which I'm here. <laughs> it's 913 in New Orleans. They take AJ Terrell, John. I thought the Cowboys were going defense, but the best player on the board, C.D. Lamb, is there. Oh, I'm man. telling you, if C, I love Michael Gallup. Like he, I, right there, Michael Gallup. He's my man. But if C.D. Lamb goes there, I'm telling you, Dak Prescott. There's all the Kyler Murray hype. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins is there. Does anybody have better weapons? I know we talked about the weapons that Drew Locke has. You have Kellen Moore calling the plays. You have Mike McCarthy getting rid of the clapper, as Dan says. Dan has his his Santa hat on. He this is Christmas Day for him, and. Here, real quick, I said whenever it's uh, the Cowboys pick, I'm going to make Dan front and center here. We got to do that for the next 10 minutes. No, we can't look at him for that long. You're right. right. Fox under five now. So there we go. Sorry, Dan. We like you, but I can't look at your face that long. It's all good. It's all good. I'm breaking out the Super Bowl rings. I got the Santa hat. It's CD Lamb time, boys. I got that feeling. CD Lamb, is there any question that Dak Prescott's a top three dynasty quarterback? Nope. After Lamar and Mahomes, I'd already take him over Watson. If you really like, put mm-hmm. put it put my feet to the fire. It's hard to take Watson over him at this point right now. I mean, people were taking Murray over uh, Watson already, and I think some oh, of yeah. it's a really short sighted uh, snap reaction. But if CD Lamb goes to the Cowboys, I'm so, you know I don't want to be graphic, but Dan, you might have to change your pants if he goes to the Cowboys. I'm gonna be on all my dynasty leagues trading for Lamb in about. 10 minutes. Here we go. And we it all know when, matter. they're going to go. It doesn't matter. They're going to go eight and eight. They're going to tie for the division. <laughs> against the Eagles. They're going to lose in the wild card round to the seven seed or some shit. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. The Clappers gone. gone. There's hope for The Clappers gone. I still think no, it's going to be Ruiz. I don't think they're going to go with lamb. Now I think they could go with Ruiz instead. Traditional Cowboys pick would here. be Ruiz. Is there, is there a bigger cry baby fan base than the two that we have here? The Cowboys and the saints. Hold on, hold on. We're not crybabies. We oh. legitimately get besides the Vikings game. We legitimately get screwed. Okay. Kyle Rudolph did the exact same shit that George Kittle did. Kyle Rudolph did the exact same shit George Kittle did. George Kittle got called for it. Kyle Rudolph did it. Okay. I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. So Scott, you're a Bengals fan. Is that? I'm, I'm guessing that. Oh yeah. Scott, I, enjoy I, Joe Burrow, my friend. Enjoy him. You're gonna I, love him. He's a great. He's he's gonna do great things for the community too. Yeah, we were. Uh, I was shooting it up with the the Rotoviz guys, and the I think the thing about Burrow is he's unequivocally a better rusher than Tua, and it's you know not it's actually not only think it's really close, and I think Burrow has an insane floor for dynasty. I mean, I think his floor is maybe something like Jared Goff. Um, I don't know if he'll ever have a ceiling of top five in in dynasty, but I just I'm really excited about the pick because I think he's a great floor pick for Dynasty, but also for the Bengals. I mean, it finally gives them some stability, and I, I'm kind of curious on what he's going to do in his first year. 
Um, you know, it's a little behind the eight ball with all the rookies and not being able to do really anything until training camp. But I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he had a top 15 season his first year from a fantasy standpoint. Well, did you hear Scott. when he had that conversation with Peyton Manning and Manning told him, look, I had more losses in my rookie year than I did in my high school and college career in seven years starting combined. He goes, and then I went 13 to three my second year. So take every bump and every lick that you get in your rookie year and use it as motivation and, and as a teaching tool. He so, also I mean, told Joe Burrow, I wouldn't mind if you broke my interception record as a rookie. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> so Scott, take your, not literally, but take your fan hat off there. Where do you rank Joe Burrow in Dynasty right now? And does it change from where you had him four hours ago? No, it doesn't really change because I think everyone expected this pick. At least I did. I mean, for the last probably two weeks, it's been pretty much locked in. And a lot of the smoke that's come out about, you know, Miami trying to put together a package, you know, that really got heated up this afternoon with there were rumors that Miami was going to try to get the third pick without giving up the fifth pick and then packaging the third and the fifth pick for Burrow. And I'm sitting there going, well, you know, if that's if that offers on the table, I think you have to at least look at that, regardless of what you think about Burrow. Uh, but I think at this point, I mean, I would say right right ahead of Daniel Jones, right in the Baker Mayfield, maybe right behind Carson Wentz, Josh Allen range. So maybe quarterback nine, quarterback 10. I mean, I've seen people ranking Aaron Rodgers over him. But if you play in a lot of leagues, the market on Rodgers isn't anywhere close. I mean, you can't get the 101 for Rodgers. So I think quarterback nine, quarterback 10 is fair. So, I mean, what are you paying for? Are you paying for a guy that maybe can only take a couple steps up? I don't know. But I just think a super, super safe floor pick in, uh, in Superflex Dynasty. And I'm kind of debating on. Uh-oh. Okay. They're showing CD. Yeah, Cowboys pick. Let's see. All right. Bring that up. Make that real big screen. Real quick, Scott, I think Burrow, his value is somewhat insulated over the next two years. Here we go. Yep. <sighs> the stress, right, the Dan, pressure here. It is It is Christmas Day for this Cowboys fan. <laughs> it may be Christmas Day if they take C.D. Lamb. If it's C.D. Lamb, this offense might put up 40 a game next year. I'm going to sell either. every share that I have. Dan, where's your feed? The in defense is going to give up 50, so it doesn't matter. I see McCarthy right now, but I'm, I'm trying to cheat and look at the ESPN app here. That's been a little quicker for me, and it still shows on the clock. Dan, get a towel because you're sweating over there, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. If they don't take if they don't take CD here, Miami's stupid not to take him and match him up with Tua. Can you imagine Tua, CD Lamb, they're going to get DeAndre Swift at 26. That <laughs> offense could be something. Come on, baby. Come on. Look at, these, look at these two idiots. Look at them talking. Hey, easy, easy, Frank. Easy, man. <laughs> yeah, you ready to go 8 8? This, this is the first year I haven't seen the eight, clapper Mike? there. 8 8, baby. Wait, Jerry Jones has so much swagger and confidence. He's going to say, pass our pick. We don't we got him. Oh, Lamb. Oh! <laughs> it happened. Gentlemen. Wow. Holy cow. That offense is going to score 50 points a game as long as they can. Dak is up. But Michael wow, Gallup, wow, wow. I, I think that hinders his value a little bit. I actually it think does. it hurts Amari Cooper the most. There's no way you can have him in the top six or seven at this point. Wow, right. Wow, wow. Yeah. Wait, real quick. Stop. I have to get rid of this jersey. Hold on. <laughs> I, I got to listen to all the hype here. You're good. Your thing, guys. Put us on mute. You're good, man. Dan, go away. Wow, Dan. All right, so we have to get the update here. We got Lamb. All right, instant reaction. Frank, what do you think? Uh, honestly, I think it's a stupid move. They didn't need it. I understand it's CeeDee Lamb, and he's, he was 
he was my number one wide receiver coming in. But at the same time, like, you need defense. You need to be able to stop somebody once in a while. The, 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 chief, the Chiefs say you don't. Well, we've the Chiefs also have Mahomes, who's leaps and bounds better than Dak Prescott. And if you're going to argue that, that's for a whole different podcast. But <laughs> you, at the you, same also, time, you also had Will Greer over Sam Darnold. Will Greer is going to be packing groceries next week. Yeah, but he he uh, he also <laughs> he also cost Cam Newton his job. Like no, I said, I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time, man. I'm just giving you a hard time. I just I don't understand it, man. Like I get it because you want to be able to compete offensively, but like we saw last year that the whole Dallas team went disappeared for certain games. Is that C.D. Lamb going to change that if they don't change that? You know what I mean? But how honestly, and I'm, I'm not, I always give Dan a hard time if I can, but how much of that was dictated from Jason Garrett and that offense? He, he was still feeding the ball to Jason Witten. And, you know, you have Blake Jarwin stepping in, but then you have three explosive wide receivers. Could this be a situation like the Broncos in what, 2013 or 14 or whatever year that was, where we saw three receivers in the top 18? Could this be one of those crazy situations? And then who does it impact? Is Zeke hurt? Is Gallup? Is Amari? Somebody has to lose something. Zeke's going to lose something because they're not going to be running him so much now. I mean, this is the dynasty theory. So, I mean, who really cares about what it does for the Dallas Cowboys? We're talking fantasy. Dynasty, I think it hurts Amari Cooper a little bit. I think this really crushes the peripheral options. Targets for Tony Pollard. Targets for Blake Jarwin. You know, people people banking on those guys were make, taking a step up this year. I think you maybe have to dial that back. But like Drew Locke, I mean, this is just this is what we live for in Dynasty for Dak Prescott. I mean, this is just full steam ahead. Screw everything else. Trying to put up as many points as possible. So I think for Prescott, this is absolutely, you know, major major arrows up, and then it hurts the peripheral options. I think it definitely hurts Tony Pollard, and it definitely hurts Blake Jarwin. And Scott, I think that's a great point because. I absolutely love Tony Pollard with the departure of Randall Cobb. I thought he would be more utilized in the slot. And now it's like, unless you're going to run four wide receiver sets and throw Pollard up there, what happens to him? And Mitch, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. I was just going to mention, I think it really hurts Zeke too, because we saw Zeke's target charity drop in 2019 compared to 2018. And I, I was thinking it was going to be going up in 2020, but I don't think we could do that at all anymore. So I think we're going to have to drop him back down to, Kind of the temps that he got in 2019 moving forward. If not, no, even less at that this point. Definitely kills, this definitely kills Zeke's value. He's not going to get 350 touches this year. All right, so let's get let, let's talk about rookie drafts here because you know they're going to be starting next week and as early as Sunday morning. Frank, you're, you, you're picking between a wide receiver and it's Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb. At this point, who do you take? And again, just like I asked Scott earlier, is it any different than it was four hours ago? No, I'm still taking – I'm still going to take CD just because of the talent, you know. Oh, so Scott just threw something in that garage he's in over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think at this point, I mean, this has been actually very easy for me to dissect from Dynasty. I think it – given the depth of this receiver class, depending on – I actually think the Eagles are going to – Eagles are really going to go after Jefferson hard Jefferson. here in the next couple picks. Yep. Wouldn't be shocked if they move up to try to get him even a couple spots. But – um. Yeah, I think you got to clearly put Judy over Lamb. I mean, the draft capital, you could say, is pretty much even for him. But if you just look at the early targets, I think it's definitely going to favor Judy. And, you know, I don't know. I know you guys probably already covered Henry Ruggs. But, I mean, I think at this point he's off the he's off the board probably wherever I would consider him. I mean, I'm looking at 
moving him even below Michael Pittman, Brian Edwards, any receiver that goes within the first two rounds, I would put probably head of rugs at this point. So yeah. I, mean, I think it's very easy to rank the receivers that have come off the board thus far. I was really high on rugs coming in. I think I was higher than most people were. And I was like, no, he's going to be fantasy relevant. But now I, I don't think I'm going to have him on any team because there's going to be one person who's going to be willing to take him higher than I am. And I just not going to have any shares at this point, unless he drops Isn't that to a total. That's a total Raider move though. Like they could move it, cities every year. Like they still take the speed guys. Like see, they just want the speed. That move though. I think it's really good from an NFL perspective. Sure. I, yep. it, it's somebody that takes the top off the defense. It's a Marquise Bronze, a Tyree kill. And I, I know everybody says, well, Henry Ruggs, he can run routes. He's not just a speed guy, but this is really good for that offense. And Derek Carr, the dump off King. I mean, as long as the Raiders don't go quarterback at 19, my Derek Carr shares, they're doing a little shimmy over here. They really are. So I think the rugs thing, you know, you hear people, I mean, how many times have you guys heard over the last couple of months? Rugs is great for the NFL. He's terrible for fantasy. And I was actually fine with rugs. If he would have landed like in Denver for per se, I would have been fine with rugs in a deeper league, you know, where you start one of those flex leagues that you don't like, John, you know, where you can start seven, eight receivers. I'm fine with drafting five rugs and putting them all in the lineup in one shot because I can start seven or eight receivers. So give me somebody like, give me a rugs, McCole Hardman, throw all those guys in a lineup like that. But if you're only able to start three or four of them and you got to pick between like, you know, five or six of those guys and which one's going to have the spike week. Like that's where rugs is off my board. So I was fine with him in certain formats, but I think the landing spots, just a double whammy for his value. Scott, how don't many, let, how, don't let how many rugs you, makes Scott. a carpet? Oh God. <laughs> that, that's my <laughs> fourth great pun tonight, guys. Come that on. wasn't it. No, that one doesn't count. That one. You're still don't let John Scott. Don't let John fool you. Cause in the league that I run, that's 10 flex and two quarterbacks. He went 15 and 0 last year. Okay. He loves those leagues. <laughs> well, there's All a difference right. between being able to crush them and actually liking them. I mean, <laughs> there's just a difference. I mean, I, I just do a little bit lucky. of this, a little bit of that, you know? Yeah. So who do the Dolphins go here? Oh. Do you go Swift? No, not, I, they can get him at 26, I think. I really do yeah. think that. Offensive Maybe they line, get Well, Scott, you said there were there were four tackles, and now there's really nothing left. Maybe defense? I. I mean, I think that, that the best player is Chase on that where I was talking about Dallas potentially getting, but I mean, I, I, I think at this point there's multiple needs that, that Miami needs. So it will be curious to see what they go here. Maybe they go as safety. Mitch, did anybody go CD lamb in the uh, Jabril peppers challenge? <laughs> no, not that I saw. No. All right. So we're going to do <laughs> one more. Not we'll it out. That long. There's, but I mean, there's, but there's one more tackle left. It's um, Ezra Cleveland. He'll go in the first round. Yeah. And then the guy from USC, Jackson. Everyone loves him because he's only 21 this could right be, now. This could be McKinney, though, to replace Fitzpatrick, which I don't understand why teams have done that. Uh, somebody else did it earlier. They, the trick, the pick they traded away. It, it, it was, was the it? Niners. It was the 49ers. The Niners. Yeah. But, but I think yeah. that was a salary cap move that uh, Dave earlier, he talked about. And Dave, I, I got I to gotta give him a little uh, tout here. He wow, went they for reached. Who'd they get? Austin Jackson. Austin Jackson. Yep. Yeah. He's that 21-year-old tackle. And I think he's a right tackle, which they need with Tua. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why they reached on him, because he's a lefty. Yeah. yeah, that's probably a good pick. At least they look like they know what they're doing. These linemen, these uh, <laughs> these defensive players, like, it's boring. John's so upset right now. He's like, this sucks. And I, I said, next year, I'm going to call Roger Goodell, and I'm going to say, offensive, fantasy-relevant players only. Or I'm boycotting, and he's probably going to say, 
yeah, I'll listen. What do you guys think the Raiders do here? They double up and take another receiver? Wait, real quick, Scott. I'm going to respectfully tell you to be quiet because of the comment we just got. Graham Thompson. Scott does a pod. Dynasty (laughs) and chill. It's great. It is great. You know the best episode was whenever I was on it because Scott does have a fantastic show. And I always respect the people that do a, a solo pod. And I don't know if there's anybody out there that does a better one than you, Scott, honestly. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, I, I just love it to get on there and if something's on my mind. I mean, Dynasty's in my mind like 24-7. I'm no joke. I wake up and have dreams about it. I mean, there's times where I'm sitting there going, man, did I reject that trade or is it still sitting out there? But yeah, it's nice to just get on the airwaves and just talk about whatever's on your mind because there's always something. Now, you, you do a fantastic job. And, you know, we're sitting here at 1030. Uh, we're waiting on, on Ray here, but it, if you guys want to stick around a little bit longer, I'll allow it. God, isn't Ray podcasting? Well, no. I was just talking to him earlier and it's like, <laughs> dude, I've, I've, I listen to 25 podcasts a day and I swear like 10 of them he's on. He's on all of them. Yeah. I know it's ridiculous. I mean, when it comes to Debbie, he's, he's one of the top resources. Oh I, yeah. yeah. Mitch and I, we have a group chat with him on group me and we pick his brain constantly. Poor guy, because I'm sure he gets it from everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Scott mentioned thinking dude, about though. Dynasty a lot, man. You know, you, you might be having some flashbacks from the fishbowl, Scott. We need a little rematch there, pal. Oh, I know. I know. I, I, remembered, you, I remembered you were in my division, and that was uh, – I, I thought I had it. I, I had a uh, I had a pretty solid team, but I think I got knocked out in the – what was that, the – Second week of the playoffs, where you only 10, 10, 10 people, only one person emerged. You had Lamar too. I'm pulling up I your did. roster right now. I did have Lamar. I love Scott right. Fishbowl for that though. See, the problem was he li- Scott, Scott must listen to Mitch, and he had Duke Johnson, and that that, that, that messed you up. Oh, Sorry, Mitch, man. Mitch loved Duke Johnson. <laughs> so we we co-own several teams. And he constantly, oh, let's trade our first round pick. Let's trade our first round pick. Man, I don't want to, but I did it anyway. It was a brilliant idea at the time. I mean, brilliant All right, guys. Um, Scott, we'll start with you. Our listeners, they already know apparently, but let them know where to find you. Talk about Dynasty and chill. Toot your own horn. Yeah, thanks, guys, for having me on. It was a blast. Got to see some good picks on the clock. The CD Lamb pick, I'll always remember that. With Dan getting to do that live. You can find me on Twitter, Charles Chill, FFB, Dynasty and Chill, writer for DLF. Have another FFPC podcast called Chasing the Helmet. Um, That's kind of where my bread and butter is, is playing high-stakes fantasy. And check that out. That usually drops Friday nights, and then Dynasty and Chill drops whenever I feel like putting out an episode. So thanks for having me on, guys. No, it was an absolute blast. And Frank, let our listeners know where to find you. Uh, you can find me at Frank Skinder on Twitter. Uh, I'm part of the DHH family. Uh, I'm always on different podcasts. Haven't been since the Corona stuff happened, but once this is all back and normal, I'll be getting back on on guest guest hosting uh, a bunch of them. Dan, it was great to meet you for the first time. You as I don't well, know how you put up with e- I don't know how you put up with either of these two. It's oh, not easy. On, you, got Especially place, John. you got a special place in heaven. <laughs> Appreciate that, man. Appreciate both of you guys. Keep up what you're doing. I mean, look at yeah, John. Thanks, thanks a lot for coming on, guys. Literally, I get on at 9 o'clock, and he's like, oh, Michael Gallup this, Michael Gallup this. 9, 8, 15. He's like, yeah, Michael Gallup's jersey's getting off the wall. <laughs> you know, It's, it's going to be a lamb jersey oh, next show. That's what I do. But I again, Frank, me on. Scott, thank you guys both so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. No problem, man. Have a good night. Thanks, Jim. Right, see you guys later.